our Fear Not series. And we have talked about a lot of different things in the past couple weeks. The first week we addressed healthy and unhealthy fear, ways to identify them. And we were reminded that God, He has not given us that spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Then last week we looked at how once we've identified them, especially the unhealthy ones, where do the unhealthy ones need to go? They need to be given to the hands of God, to the ever-loving, capable hands of God. That's the proper place for them. Because the Lord does not want us to hold on to those things, to harbor them in our life, to let them run rampant. He wants to take control of them. Only way He's going to do that is if we surrender it to Him. This morning, though, we're going to look at um, something a little bit further um, with fear. And I've titled the sermon, Focused on Today. Because let's face it, today has enough stuff to handle without having to worry about what's ahead. And before I get into this, I want to read a quick story about the evangelist D.L. Moody. Um, This story took place the Sunday that the Great Chicago Fire broke out back in October of 1871, I believe, something like that. D.L. Moody held his usual Sunday evening service the night that the fire broke out. At the close of the service, he asked his congregation to evaluate their relationship with Christ and then to return the following week to make a decision. This, he thought, would give them time to really think things over and result in a lasting decision. He wanted to make sure that they were sure about accepting Jesus Christ, not wanting to pressure them into making a decision they wouldn't stick with. Sounds pretty reasonable, doesn't it? While Ira Sankey was singing the closing hymn, it was drowned out by the sound of fire trucks and church bells. To his dying day, Moody regretted delaying the decision of giving an, not giving an altar call that night. It would be a Sunday that many in the meeting hall, the next Sunday, they would never see. Within a matter of hours, many of those who sat in that service and heard the words preached to them were dead. And there is no way of knowing how many that night could have gotten their hearts right, made with God, had an altar call been given. And there is no way of knowing how many that sat under Moody's voice that night, died in the fire, and were not ready to meet God. When I read that, that really hit me. And the point that came across to me is that a lot can happen in one day, and we are not promised tomorrow. We're not even promised five minutes from now. Several years back, there was a TV show, a very popular TV show. It was called 24. I don't know if anybody ever got into that show. But it was basically this um, secret agent for the government. He was given 24 hours each day to complete a mission. And if he didn't complete it, well, that was it. The next day, everything reset. And a ton, millions of people were fascinated by this. And I'm, I was thinking, I'm like, that's pretty much every single day if you don't get what you need accomplished in that in the one day your day then rese- resets you're never going to be able to go back to finish what you like left behind in the first two weeks of the series we looked at what the apostle paul had to tell us regarding what it means to fear not and live life without worry and this week we're going to be looking at a very important lesson that jesus taught his original followers And this is a teaching that we cannot miss. And we need to truly understand its lifelong importance. Simply put, 
as followers of Christ, we are called to focus on today. This is applicable to each and every one of us, no matter where we're at in our relationship with Christ. No matter if we're young, old, no matter where we're at. Because let's face it, there's a lot of stress and anxiety caused by some unfounded fears that grip our heart. And now more than ever, the opportunities for fear, anxiety, worry, and doubt, they are at historically high levels. The reports that come in of how many people are now being treated for fear and anxiety ever since the pandemic started, I mean the numbers are ridiculous. They are astronomical. And this is why the verses we, we will be looking at today, they are so comforting and quite honestly a very timely reminder for all of us. Let's look at what Jesus says um, in regard to being focused on today in Matthew 6.34. He says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So now if you didn't catch the first part of the verse, let me repeat what our Lord and Savior said, and I'm going to make it a little bit more simpler. Do not worry about tomorrow. This is coming from Jesus. So if we're not supposed to worry about tomorrow, well then where does that leave us? You're like, okay, pastor, if I'm not supposed to worry about what's going on tomorrow, well, where does that leave me? Well, it leaves you with the day at hand. It leaves you with the ability to focus your attention on the present moment that you're in. The, all the circumstances and everything that's around you right now. And by not worrying about tomorrow and being able to deal with the present, we're able to deal appropriately with the circumstances that come our way. Because we're not going to be preoccupied with what's going on tomorrow. We're not going to be preoccupied with wondering, how is work going to go tomorrow? We're going to be able to be like, okay, here's the problem in front of me. How do I handle it now, Lord? How do I go forward with this? And to be quite honest, that is an incredibly freeing feeling, knowing that tomorrow is going to be its own thing. The ability to focus on today and to deal with that, it's a wonderful feeling to be able to focus on what's in front of us. This morning, there are four things that I would like to address that go with the idea of being focused on today. But before we dive into that, I think it's important that we take a look at a little bit more of what Jesus says about worry. If we go back up to verse 25 in Matthew chapter 6, we read here, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body and what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? You can't. You're given 24 hours in a day. No matter how hard you want to try and squeeze a 25th and a 26th hour in there, it's not possible. The Lord has given 24 hours for a reason. Now let's look down at verse 31. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. These verses, like I said, they're very eye-opening when it comes to understanding why it's important to remain focused on today and not worry about tomorrow. 
Because let's face it, as human beings, what can we do? We can tend to try and want to control things and the outcome of things, even things that are not meant to be controlled. The first thing that I want to address this morning when it comes to remaining focused on today and the problems and the struggles at hand is simply this. You can't control tomorrow. It's just not possible. Proverbs 27 reminds us this in verse 1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do, do not know what a day may bring. That's a sobering thought. No one is promised tomorrow because God holds the time and seasons in his hands. Proverbs 16.9, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. This is exactly why we need to commit today and all of our future plans to the hands of God. To put it very plainly and bluntly, tomorrow will not dawn for you and I one day. It's, it's not going to dawn. And I really don't mean to sound cold and morbid here, but for thousands of people living today across this world, tomorrow may not dawn. And the question for them is, are they ready to meet their Lord and Savior? This got me to thinking as I was preparing. I was thinking back to when I was in youth group in high school. Our youth group, we were one of the larger ones in our area, and we were hosting a big event and invited some other youth groups to come and join us for this. And I remember throughout the night connecting with different people, but I remember connecting with this one youth pastor from another church not too far away from ours. And I remember just, he was a fantastic guy. He was this young guy in his mid to late 20s. He was just recently married to his wife. He loved being a youth pastor. The teenagers that he was with, they loved him um, as their youth pastor. And I remember, not even a month later, sitting in the office with my youth pastor, and he got a phone call. And he hung the phone up, and I remember him looking at me, and he's like, do you remember meeting Pastor um, Landon? And I was like, yeah. He's like, he passed away this morning. This young, this young guy in his mid to, late, mid to late 20s went to bed one night, kissed his wife goodnight, went to bed. She got up to get ready for work in the morning, and she realized that he wasn't up, and he was going to be late getting to the office, and she went to go check on him. He had died of a heart attack in the middle of the night. We're not promised tomorrow. For this young youth pastor, the, the good thing was he had a relationship with God. So he was ready if tomorrow didn't dawn. And it's hard to wrap our minds around it, but tomorrow's not promised. And that is why the Lord instructs us, focus on today. Live in the moment. Be in the present. In the book of James, we're instructed to refrain from boasting. We're re also instructed to refrain from boasting about any form of arrogance when it comes to making future plans. And what's interesting is James is specifically referring to businessmen making plans for their targets and business expansions. He then draws the attention of the readers to the uncertainty of life and the uncertainty of tomorrow. And it's something very similar to what Jesus was saying in the parable of the rich fool. If you remember in Luke chapter 12, verses 16 and 20, in this story, this rich man, this rich fool, was planning expansion of his empire, of his wealth. 
and making these preparations without a single thought of not just other people, but without even including God in these thoughts. He was doing it for purely selfish reasons. He was not focused on today. He was trying to focus on the future and for what great things was going to happen. But look at verses 19 and 20 of this story. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? He didn't see tomorrow. And he definitely didn't bring God into his plans. The Lord looked at him and was like, that's it. Your soul is required of you tonight. Now, all this stuff that you have and all the stuff you're planning for, who's it going to belong to now? You didn't bring me into your plans. If you allow the Lord into the plans that you have, he will bless you. He will help you prosper and will help them go great lengths. So when the time comes for tomorrow, not the dawn for you, your hard work's not going to go to the wayside. The Lord's going to bless you and allow you to figure out what to do with that so your legacy can be continued. James 4.15 reminds us that instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. When it comes to our tomorrow, there's only one person that can control it, and that's God. And the Lord knows for each and every one of us in this room and for each and every person that will listen to this message, He knows when your tomorrow will not dawn. What about your plans for tomorrow? Have you brought the Lord into them? Have you prayed for His will to prevail? And now here's the big one. Are you willing to let Him change your plans if needed? And of course, if God changes our plans, keep this in mind, it will always be for our good. The Lord's never going to lead us into danger or harm. If He changes our plans, it's for a good. Because only He has complete control of tomorrow. You hear those stories all the time of people that they complained they were running late for work by five or ten minutes. And then when they finally got on the road and got to work, well, lo and behold, five or ten minutes while they were being held up, there was a massive accident. And they're like, thank you, Lord, for sparing me from potentially being in that. The Lord knows, and he'll change plans. This is a good thing, though, because this brings me to the second thing. I want to address this morning. You have enough to worry about for today. Matthew 6.34 tells us that sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So not only are we unable to control tomorrow, but we don't even know what's going to happen today. I, I said it in the beginning of the message. We don't even know what's going to happen five minutes from now. You don't know what I'm going to say here in the next 60 seconds. I mean, you can certainly try and guess. There are some here that are going through a severe crisis that you may actually dread when the day ends and a new day dawns because you're just like, Pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through. Just because a new day comes, it's the same thing. It's the same pain, the same hurt. I heard it said this way once. There are two groups of people that wake up in the morning. <coughs> the first group wakes up very cheerful and happy and says, Good morning, Lord. Thank you for waking me up. Whereas the second group wakes up and, there was, and the first words out of their mouth are, good Lord, it's morning again. I have to do this all over. Which group are you part of? Therefore, let's place our 
today is in God's hands because he's always in control. And we're assured of his providence and his provision and his protection. And it's interesting as you study through scripture, God identifies himself in the present tense as I am. Which means he is a God of the present. He is the God of today, right here, right now. And Jesus makes this very clear and confirms this when he makes the declarations of I am. He, he confirms this. And unfortunately, there are many people, they just don't understand that because they're so wrapped up with living with regret over the past of what's happened and what they couldn't do and the anxiety over the future of what they don't have control over. Well, guess who has something to say about that? The Apostle Paul. Surprise, right? He has something to say in Philippians 3.13. He goes, but one thing I do, and here's the key, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Now, obviously, there are certain things in our life that that are behind us that we do have to we do reflect on every now and again but there's some things they're back there for a reason and the lord is asking us to say forget that look forward at to what i have for you and strain toward and keep coming towards this and then don't forget about the verses we looked at last week in philippians 4 6 through 7 do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what troubles are you facing today? What are you worrying about? What do you have regret over? If you take the time, quick read through Matthew 6, 25-34, where Jesus speaks against worry. And that will help you. It will act as a very powerful faith booster and a stress buster for you. And I read this quote, I don't know who it was by, but it said, do not let the worries of tomorrow affect your relationship with God today. That's pretty profound. Now, have you ever heard the expression, live today as if it were your last? I've heard that quite often. Well, there's some truth behind that, because when you think about it, once today is over and you've moved into tomorrow, you don't get a redo. You can't lay in bed at night and be like, you know what, Lord? I really don't like how today played. Could you let me go back and fix all that? No. No. That's why it's so crucial that we understand the importance of placing each day in God's hands and trusting Him and walking in His will and listening to His voice. The third thing I want to address this morning is this. You'll never get today back. Think about it for a moment. Once the day ends... It's not able to be reclaimed. You can't go back and take it. I came across another illustration that was very eye-opening. And the whole point of this was to see how people would react if each day they were given a certain amount of money in their bank account with the stipulation of you had 24 hours to use it, whatever you didn't use went away, the next day it reset, and same thing. So this illustration, it said that what if your bank credited you $86,400 each and every day with the catch that you have to use it within 24 hours and you can't carry anything over? The next day, they'll do the same thing over. I'm sure most of us would happily take that money and have no problem spending it and find all sorts of ways to use it. 
Well, here's something to catch and to really think about. Similarly, God blesses us with 86,400 seconds in each and every day. And we can't carry anything over with us. Let us therefore use our time wisely. If we were given the money and told that you have to use it wisely because it's going to be gone at the end of the day, why, are, why, why don't we use the time the Lord has given us wisely as well? We need to ask the Lord, what will you have me do today? Lord, what will you have me do? And when he responds, you need to be obedient. You can't be like, okay, that sounds great, Lord, but no, that's not really what I was thinking. Whatever he responds with, go with it. He's not going to steer you wrong. Thomas Jefferson made this famous statement, never put off for tomorrow what you can do today. So the question becomes, what are some practical things that we can do today that will help us not just build our relationship with God, but also to further his kingdom? Well, there's a couple. Spend quality time with God in reading your Bible and praying, just being in his presence. Spend quality time with your family, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren. Pray for a lost soul that would be drawn to God. When the Lord puts somebody on your heart to pray for, pray for them. And if you're in the moment with somebody, and I preached about this a little while ago, we're guilty sometimes of saying, I'll pray for you, but then we never actually do. Instead of saying, I'll say, can I pray with you right now? Follow that prompting of the Holy Spirit and pray with them in that moment. And the last thing here, give a compliment to somebody. Lend a helping hand to someone. Now this list could get quite long, but you get the point. Once you have established some practical things to do each day, you're going to see how easy it becomes to remain focused on today and the will of the Lord at hand. And as long as you follow the Lord's will, you're today you'll be able to check the boxes off and consider it a success. So you're not going to go into tomorrow being like, man, I really wish I could get a replay on that. Each and every one, each and every day is, give, is a given as a gift from the Lord. And I said, let's use our time wisely. Let's use it profitably to glorify the Lord because it can never be reclaimed. And this leads me to the fourth and final thing this morning. We need to remain focused on today because God will meet tomorrow's needs. He's always faithful. If we are willing to trust God with our future, He's going to be with us every step of the way through whatever we are facing. Look at Matthew 6.33 with me. and Let's see what it says here. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. We have the peace of knowing that our future is secure in Jesus. We don't know what tomorrow holds. And quite honestly, sometimes it's probably a good thing. I'm going to be real with you. Because I strongly believe that God keeps what the future holds hidden from us because if he revealed it to us, we wouldn't be able to believe or comprehend what He is telling us. We'd be like, there's no way. I also believe that he wants us to trust him for what tomorrow holds. Imagine if God just told you what your tomorrow held. You would know what you're going into before you even woke up. He wants you to trust him with everything. As I was preparing this week, a hymn came to mind. And now this goes to show that I'm 
not that out of touch with like the older like generation of music because this is a hymn that people my age would not normally pull out of their hat but to him i don't know who i don't know about tomorrow but i know who holds tomorrow and there's here's a portion of the lyrics i don't know about tomorrow i just live for day to day i don't borrow from the sunshine for its skies may turn to gray i don't worry or the future for i know what jesus said and today I'll walk beside him, for he knows what lies ahead. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. Now, don't ask me to sing it. I don't even know where the melody begins. <laughs> but I, that's a wonderful hymn. That is a reminder of we don't know about tomorrow, but the Lord does. And we know he holds it, and as long as we're holding his hand and trusting him, Tomorrow's going to be okay. Everything's going to turn out okay. So right now, if you're sitting here and you're like, Pastor, my life is just a shambles. It's a mess. You may even be sitting here and be like, I like, have accepted Christ, but I don't know if I've ever actually accepted him and asked him to be my Lord and Savior and trusted him fully with my tomorrow. Why don't you make that decision this morning? Be like, Lord, I'm putting my future in your hands. I'm putting my life in your hands. My tomorrows I'm putting in your hand. You are my Lord and Savior. Only he can bring true meaning and purpose to your life. You can try and find all sorts of ways to fill those gaps. Everything you find, though, is, is going to just turn up empty. And only he can cleanse and forgive you of sin because he has given his son who gave his precious life on a cross to bring salvation to all of mankind. And he can make your tomorrow secure. This morning you may be sitting here struggling to remain focused on today because you find yourself worrying about tomorrow. I want to tell you something. That's a fear. It's an anxiety that you shouldn't have to worry about. Give it to God. And then fear not. Because God holds tomorrow. Ask yourself these questions regarding fear. Is fear robbing you of the promises of God in your life? Because it can. It can. Is fear stealing your precious time? The time that you would normally spend in the Word, in prayer, with your family. Are you wrapped up in fear and worry to the point to where all your time is just consumed with that? And if you're struggling with fear, are you feeling paralyzed by the potential trouble that the future may or may not bring? Because again, we don't know what's coming down the, on the line. And I could go on and on. And at the conclusion of the first sermon in the series, I mentioned something. I mentioned that it speaks to just how destructive unhealthy fear can be in our lives to the point that we need a spirit of power, love, and self-control to help us through. Here's what I want to make very clear this morning. We need to, as followers of Christ, exercise the spirit of self-control to remain focused on today, just like Matthew 6.34 tells us. Because tomorrow, it has its own troubles. It has more than enough troubles of its own. So as you leave this place this morning, I want to encourage you, if you've never made that life-changing decision, or you need to recommit and make that and really solidify that decision to remain focused on today and leave tomorrow to God, 
Like I said last Sunday, whatever you leave in God's hands, leave it there. Because remember, we're not promised tomorrow. So if you're here this morning and you feel that you need to make that decision to hand it back to Christ, to give your life back to Christ, because I don't want to make that mistake and let it sit idle, take that opportunity this morning. Hand it back over to Him. Take the step of faith and move forward with what the Lord has for your life. Because the best part of being a follower of Christ is, yeah, although our physical tomorrow is not guaranteed and not promised, we can rest easy knowing something that our spiritual tomorrow is taken care of and is guaranteed. And it's guaranteed through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful gift we've been given to be able to experience eternal life with our Lord one day. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word Lord, and for how it instructs us and guides us in more ways than we can even imagine, Lord. And Lord, this morning, if there are those here today or those listening, that they're struggling with fear and anxiety of what's to come and even regret of what has happened in the past, Lord, I pray that you would touch them. Holy Spirit, minister to them and help them be able to hand it over to you, to commit it to you, And to remember that tomorrow's not promised. We need to be focused on today. And being focused on today and holding your hand, we can get through today, we can get through tomorrow, we can get through all that the future holds for us. I pray for each person here, Lord, that you would just speak to them, meet them where they're at, Lord. And throughout this week, Lord, help them. If the moments come where they begin to worry or they begin to think, man, I wish I could have done this better, Remind them to remain focused on today because you have everything else in control. And what's done is done. Lord, I pray you'd be with us. Be with us as we go our separate ways and help us this week to remember to be focused on today. And by being focused on today, we can fear not because you have everything in control. Be with each person as they go to their homes, And let them be a blessing to those that they come in contact with this week. I pray traveling mercies on each and every person. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Have a wonderful week. Don't forget, if you haven't taken a bottle, take one, fill it with some change, and we'll...